Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Words of Heart podcast. I am your host, Dion Sanchez. Joining me today in this episode is Eric Wilden. I hope I pronounced your last name right. It's Wilden, actually. Oh, but Wilden. <laughs> Eric Wilden. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today, Eric. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Dion. It's great to awesome. be here. Awesome. So, Eric, if you could share with my listeners and myself a bit about yourself, that would be great. Sure. So, I'm a, <clears throat> I mean, where to begin? I'm a, you know, I'm a suburban dad. <laughs> but I'm also, uh, I, th- I think we got in touch first when I was, wanted to tell you a little bit more about the work I'm doing with Dharma running, which is a little um, kind of a side thing I've been doing for several years now. Uh, I have a background having uh, studied Buddhism for years at Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado. I have a master of divinity um, that's Buddhist based from that school. And I'm also a runner, a long distance runner. I've done 15 marathons and several ultra marathons. I've been running a long time. And uh, what I do with Dharma running is I attempt to bring those two elements together and to share with runners who I believe have a strong foundation in mindfulness already, um, practices that help cultivate compassion and loving kindness. So my goal is there are a lot of mindful running programs out there. Uh, that promise in one way or another to make people better runners through mindfulness and by cultivating that on the run. My goal really 
<clears throat> excuse me, my goal really is to help make uh, mindful runners better people by starting with the, the foundation of mindfulness um, and then building on that with practices for um, developing stronger compassion and loving kindness toward others. Um, so that's part of what I do. I teach workshops. I coach runners individually as well. And it's really open to non-runners also. I mean, I really, really my goal is to help uh, share those practices for um, cultivating compassion with anyone who wants to, to listen to them. Um, so like I said, I've been doing that for several years now. Um, you know, I've also have spoken out more recently about some of my own struggles with mental health issues, um, just to be as much as I can be of help or of any kind of inspiration or of any kind of um, guide for others who are, who are on that path. So, you know, I call myself Dharma runner on social media, um, but it's really the, what I do is for, for anyone, anyone who wants to hear it. Interesting. Um... You mentioned you're a proficient runner. Um, running takes a lot of, I'm sure, strength and mental capacity to have to endure that. Um, I'm sure many people seek running as a form of therapy or, and this just occurred to me as you were explaining it, perhaps a means of escape in a way. Right. Um, what led you to take up running? Um, was it like a form of therapy? Have you, did you just feel like it was freeing in the sense? Um, could you yeah. explain that a bit? Well, I, I started running as I was finishing graduate school. Um, I was in Boulder, Colorado, which is kind of a fitness, one of the fitness capitals of the country. Um, and everyone around me was involved in some kind of outdoor recreation, but I, I wasn't, I, and I gained a lot of weight in grad school um, and wanted to do something about that when I'd finished. So running seemed like the most obvious choice. Um, I hadn't really run before. I had thought in high school about going out for the cross country team and then bailed on that probably after that I tried to run a long distance and it just didn't like it. Um, but then I, I realized that running was something that I could do. I kind of, uh, you know, I'm somewhat built like a runner. It's something that kind of, kind of came naturally to me. Um, I'm not any kind of elite runner by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I realized that it was something that I could do that not only made me feel better about myself, um, it made me, it made me healthier. It helped with my, it helped me with my weight at the time. Um, it helped me with, you know, it has helped me with my cardiovascular health since then. And that was about 20 years ago now, um, that I started running. Um, I also realized one thing about it, um, pretty early on was that it could inspire other people to live healthy lifestyles and more mindful lifestyles. Um, I spent a year in 2009 running every day, um, at least a mile a day, and I posted about it occasionally or frequently on Facebook at the time, and a lot of people started saying, you know, you've inspired me to go out and, and start running because I see you doing this every day, and I see what a, a positive impact it has in your life, and that really made me feel like this is something that I can do 
um, to, to bring others kind of into the, the, who want to, anybody who wants to, to show them that anyone can do this. You know, you can go out, you can run, you can use it to, to make yourself feel better. And then with Dharma running, I take that to the next level to, you know, not just, it's not just about us feeling better. It's about us using that to help others and bring others into our, into our perspective uh, as well. Awesome. And I truly admire that um, using such a proficient skill as running and finding a way to incorporate that to help others. Um, that, and that got me thinking that there are many people who do like 5k walks or runs or all different types of form of exercising to help others and to spread awareness. So um, I yeah. truly um, commend you for finding a way to incorporate your um, practices into a really creative and um, helpful form of therapy. I think I'm, that's not the word I was trying to use, but I think you get the gist of what I was saying. Yeah. And I know there, I, I've heard people talk about um, running as their therapy or running as their meditation and that sort of thing. I am always careful to say that um, it doesn't necessarily take the place of those things for someone. Right. Um, you know, I, I'll go around talking about these awesome benefits that I find in running, but I also admit that I've taken um, medication for depression while I've been a runner. You know, I meditate, run, take medication, do all the things, um, not just one of those things help, help me. So I never, I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying that running is some kind of panacea that it's going to solve all your problems. Because right. I see you know, I see a lot of that in, or I see some of that out there when, when people say, you know, running will help you with this or that. Running will help, um, you know, it'll help with your mental health. Yes, it can, and it, it's likely to do so, but it's not going to do that on its own necessarily. You may be suffering from mental health problems, um, and you, you might, you know, you might go for a run, it might make you feel better, but you might also benefit from talking to a therapist or um, potentially uh, going on medication. It really depends on the person, depends on the issues they're facing. But running can be part of a really healthy um, regimen for, for any, kind of, any kind of health, physical, mental, spiritual, you name it. That's kind of how I look at it. I'm glad you um, touched on that and um, clarified because um there are different ways to approach mental health and running is definitely could serve as a useful outlet for some people, but it's not a, the concrete answer to solving your problems. Um, with anything, it takes work and growth and other practices incorporated with that other practice to actually alleviate any sense of stress and anxiety. Um, I strongly believe people should seek out help. There are people that want to help you. Um, one of probably the most joys of creating this podcast is to help others who are struggling with their mental health and just to remind them that they are cared about, that they're never alone, and that It's okay not to be okay because we are human. Yeah. 
but you don't have to bottle up your emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like many people have done that, particularly um, with this pandemic season at hand and being isolated in their homes. They don't really know how to handle their emotions or figure out the best way to serve value to them, if that makes sense. So um, yeah. I do think running and cooking or other interests um, definitely serves a purpose and value. And I love that um, podcasting has opened that door um, in my life as well to try to help others understand their emotions a bit easier um, during this hectic time. Yeah, um, you know, I think that a couple, there are a couple things I'm thinking based on what you just expressed. And one is that over the course of the pandemic, because we've been more secluded, um, social media has become an even bigger way for us to see what's going on in other people's lives. And the thing that we don't often think about when we're looking at that is how curated that what we're seeing is, you know, people aren't not, there, there are more and more people doing this now, but most people are still not putting out to the world the negative aspects of their lives or the challenges that they're facing in their lives. That's not what we're seeing on social media. And I'm guilty of this too. I've posted a bazillion pictures of like myself kayaking and things like that, which that's a great part of my life. I love doing that, um, but it's not, it's not all of my life. It's just something that I'm sharing on Instagram or Facebook. Um, there are also aspects of my life that are challenging and hard, and I'm not putting that out there necessarily all the time. So one, one of the issues with um, that I think has been um, heightened because of the pandemic and because of our, our social isolation over the last couple of years is that we see that heavily curated version of other people's lives and they want to compare our own lives to what we're seeing instead of comparing our own lives to the reality that other people are living. Um, and then we tend, to, we tend to start feeling more negatively about ourselves because we think everyone else is having such a, a great time. Everyone else is out enjoying themselves. Um, I think that's one, that's one thing we need to um, consider. And I think what you said at the beginning of what you just said uh, had to do with normalizing, talking about the issues and problems that we face. And I think that is something that I'm seeing more and more, which gives me some hope. And I'm trying to be part of that too. And I know you're trying to be part of that with your podcast and what you're doing is really just talking about the issues that we've faced, talking about the challenges that we've faced, and in doing so publicly, helping other people understand that I'm not what they see on Instagram and Facebook. I'm what's here. And you know what's here is in a lot of ways similar to what's there, what's in your heart, what's in someone else's heart, and the struggles and challenges that we face. And so we're all connected in that way, way more than we're connected through Facebook or Instagram or other social media. We're connected through the actual lived experience, like what we're going through as human beings. And if we can start to open up more about that with each other, instead of just the, you know, kayaking pictures and the running pictures and whatever, but it's just me, what I'm posting, if we can start to connect each more with each other more 
about those real things and the real challenges that we face, that's how we're gonna, um, you know, that's how we're gonna get somewhere. That's how, what connects us even more strongly. That's the real, that's, that's the social media that I wish we had was that heart connection between each other rather than just the heavily curated visual connection that we get from most social media when we're just looking at it on our phones. Absolutely, and I couldn't agree more. Um, social media, though, definitely has played a pivotal role during this pandemic season. Um, it certainly hasn't helped it either. Um, many people have resorted to it as a source of comfort. Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty of this as well. Um, I took firm precautions um, when everything got shut down because I'm of higher risk because of my diabetes. Um, mm -hmm. I am vaccinated, so that's also a good thing. But I definitely um, took way more advantage of social media than I normally would. And those insecurities did wreak havoc on my brain and my spirit because um, because I had no means of going outside, I took to going outside through the internet and that just put up a facade into my head as you so eloquently put it. And I couldn't see the reality for what it is, which mm -hmm. is there's a human on the other side of that screen and they probably just don't want to project the reality of their life. They just want to project a hologram version of their life that's perfect and ideal. And um, I can understand that because being vulnerable is something that we have trouble doing and we don't want to do because we think being vulnerable is a sign of weakness when it really is not. It's a sign of strength and character. And many people should take down the social media mask and be more real, be more real and transparent. Though it is 2021, so that's obviously not gonna happen overnight. <laughs> but um, conversation like these that we are having hopefully will open people's eyes a bit more and get them to take off that social media facade. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a challenge to, to imagine social media, you know, imagine us turning social media around so that it's, um, so that we can see the suffering that people are, are experiencing or so that people are more willing and open to sharing their suffering on social media, sharing their challenges. Because for one thing, it's, it's hard enough, like you were saying, to be vulnerable. I mean, we're not really wired to be vulnerable wired to put up a facade of strength that's what that's what you know keeps the the saber-toothed tigers at, at bay you know we're that's our evolution but um um where am i going with this at the same time uh with social media people can also just ignore that i mean you can just first of all who knows what the algorithms with facebook and instagram would even let us see if people start sharing their suffering? Was, is Facebook gonna want us to see other people's um, difficult times? We're not gonna wanna use Facebook as much. We're not gonna wanna buy what they're selling as much when we see that because we're, we're not wired to wanna look at that either, right? So 
that's that's the challenge with social media is that social media is there to make money for those companies and how do you do that with things that we see as negative with suffering um but at the same time how do we use uh social media to help wake up compassion in people um without doing that without making an effort to show the the the, the real whole picture of what we're living as individuals um, through social media. So I don't know, it's a challenge with the algorithms. It's a challenge because those are private companies sharing our lives with other people. Um, I, don't, I don't know where that, where that goes, you know, but um, you know, I, I have hope that there are ways to use social media for good still, even in, even in 2021, that there's still, there's still some kind of hope for it. Um, but, you know, I think that um, one thing that it can do is just help open our eyes to, to what others are going through and help connect us in that in that way. And then it can lead to those. It can lead to real life connections down the road. Um, I mean, you know, for us, we saw each other on Instagram. I think I reached out to you because you had a podcast said, here's a little bit about what I'm doing. And now we're face to face, at least still through a computer screen. But it's it's another step in the right direction. So, you know, ultimately, I think that that anything really can be used as a tool to help us connect with each other. And in doing so to open our hearts to each other, a little bit more, um, a little, a little bit more, and let each other in let each other see what's really inside those those vulnerable hearts of ours. Um, and that's what makes us more compassionate people in the long run. Absolutely. So I would like to get to our icebreaker portion of this episode. I feel like you're going to enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'll start off with the icebreaker question because I feel like that's a lot simpler and then we'll get on to the icebreaker game. All right. Um, if you had to come up with a title or a chapter for where your life is at right now, what would it be? Oh, man where my life is at right now. Um, well, so one of my favorite books is uh, a book called Lincoln and the Bardo. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's by George Saunders. It's a, it was a, it came out uh, maybe six or seven years ago. Really good book, great like contemporary literature. Anyway, the Bardo is, in Tibetan Buddhism, it's, it means transition, and it's where you it's kind of where you go when you die, um, and you you have an opportunity to deal with all the karma you've accrued over time before you before you move into your next life. And Bardo, that's the that's what's usually meant by Bardo is that transition time between lives, but it also means any kind of transition. So right now, I, I lost my full-time job back in May. I was the um, executive director of a home care agency, a nonprofit that unfortunately we, because of COVID and some other issues were forced to shut down. Um, and since then I've been looking for something else. Um, I've been uh, working to get the Dharma running stuff going you know, more strongly. Um, but I'm also looking for a full-time job and I feel like I'm in a big transitional time myself because I, that last job I did for over nine years. So 
big, big chunk of my life there. Um, so I would name, I would title the chapter or the book or whatever, what I'm in right now, I would call it Eric and the Bardo, because that's what I'm, I'm in. I'm in a big transition time. That is an awesome title. <laughs> it's a plug for that book too, Lincoln and the Bardo. It's a great yes. book. <laughs> uh, well, my title, I think you kind yeah. of already know it because it's like in my social media handle. Um is basically being a warrior for change. Um, this 2020 season and this season moving forward hasn't been easy. Um, I got diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic, which we're almost two years into it. And I somehow managed to survive recently becoming diabetic two years now. And this um, crazy virus that is really traumatically affected everyone. So, um, but even before I got diagnosed, I've gone through so much in my life health-wise. So um, yet I'm still here. Um, and God really placed the word warrior on my heart when I got diagnosed. So I feel like that really reflects and embodies everything I've gone through in my life. Um, being a warrior for change through the power of my words and just using my words for good in any way I can to help others, such as starting this podcast for one and just um, using my voice to help others. So I think A Warrior for Change is probably the best title to represent this phase of my life right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're a warrior in multiple ways because you're, you know, you've got that strength and you're you're doing what you're doing and you're getting through the, the challenges you're facing, but you also have that warriorship of being vulnerable in public and open about the challenges you're facing. And that's even harder sometimes than overcoming the challenges you know, on our own is to be public about it and share it with other people to be an inspiration. And that's, you know, that to me, that makes you the true warrior is being able to do that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so on to this fun little icebreaker game. Okay. So this icebreaker game is called, well, I actually got it off of a YouTube video, <laughs> but um, I'm just going to call it word association, but it's really called song association. Um, pretty much how the game works is I will give you a word. Um, I can imagine you're not like an avid singer, so you don't have to sing it or rap it. I was going to ask about that. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> bad, but my kids would disagree with you. <laughs> no worries. You can just say it, but um, however you project it, um, <laughs> when I give you the word, you either have to say or sing it the song title pertaining to the word. So the word could be a song title or in the lyrics of a song. Okay. I, my, I was hoping my ukulele would be sitting there, but it's not. <laughs> oh, that would have been so, oh, that would have been so cool. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the catch though is you only have 15 seconds. Oh, okay. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> what do I win? Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> I didn't think about any prizes. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's just for fun and giggles. I know, yeah. 
Um, if you can make it through, you can break out your ukulele and play a little ukulele tune if you want. I guess. If I had it here, I would, but I don't want to embarrass myself, so I'm not going to get it. <sighs> so I'm just going to find my timer here. Okie dokie. So um, again, you have 15 seconds. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of songs in the universe, so hopefully this isn't too difficult for you. So the first word is heart. Heart? Mm-hmm. Uh, heart of glass, Blondie. Okay. <laughs> wow, you were like- I'm not going to sing it. No, 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 it's fine. I, I, I know Blondie's an actual artist and I've seen that song pop up somewhere, so I believe you. you we have, might have different musical tastes, but yeah. No, you'll be surprised. Um, my dad has exposed me to a lot of music. Um, he used to be like a radio DJ personality a long nice. time ago. So cool. I probably have more music knowledge than anybody my age, really. So I am not like invisible when it comes to certain facets of music history and old school music i am not awesome. to do it so wow you did really good you had like five seconds left okay <laughs> so that was good that's let's, it no you have two more okay. oh okay all right <laughs> let's see if we do better on the next one <laughs> i guess i'm chuckling <sighs> So the next word is words. Words. <laughs> uh, More Than Words by Extreme. Wow. That song? I, I know, I know that the song. the 90s, I think. Um, many people have had um, different covers of that song. And, yeah. Um, who was it? Um, a guest I had um yesterday <laughs> evening actually used that song as an example for the game. So oh, cool. Okay. I'm pretty impressed that people right. are going, <laughs> are bringing that song that, back. At, yes, at, using it as a reference, and it's a reference I'm actually familiar with because I have it in my phone. So, okay, two so far. Okay, you're doing better than I anticipated. <laughs> Oh, are you trying to kill more time? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's, next time. no, no it's fine. Uh, the next one might be trickier. I um I had to change this word because people had trouble, and but it uh, seems like after changing it, people still had trouble. So hopefully this word isn't too difficult. Okay, so the last word is hope. 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 Oh man. Um, uh, see, you got me. Hope. I can tell you the other word that it was initially for the third one. The what third, was the other one? It was mental. Mental. <laughs> but. 
apparently that was too hard of a word but, so there's an album mental jewelry by live it used to be one of my favorite bands but it, um yeah <laughs> well <I'll... laughs> hope i don't know i don't know why i can't think of anything with hope it's too much pressure <laughs> <laughs> well you did really good you got two out of three good all right it's a miracle anyone can get even one out of three. So <laughs> <laughs> you did really good. And we can keep talking music knowledge all night long. And I can keep laughing. But... My music knowledge is, is limited, but um, there's a little bit there. <laughs> but we're at the end of this awesome conversation, unfortunately. So do you have any social links, even though I know we're trying to, we're Social media is well, a monster, but it's well, we still use it. It's a it's a it's a necessary evil, and it's not evil. It's it's something that can be used for for, for and, good, um, for good and evil. <laughs> yes. So please <laughs> um, share that with my audience, please. Yeah. Please. So on Instagram, I'm Dharma underscore runner, um, and on Facebook, I'm just Dharma. Well, you can find me at Dharma Running. That's my Facebook page. Um, I'm more active on Instagram. So if people want to follow me there, if anyone has any questions about anything I'm doing, they can message me there. Um, I also have a website, dharmarunning.com. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today, Eric. This was a long time coming because we've scheduled yeah. like months ago. <laughs> so long ago. Yes. So I'm really honored that you were able to be on my podcast finally. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Great. All my listeners, um, thank you for joining me on this awesome episode with my guest, Eric Wilden. Was I close? <laughs> I had That's it. Right. <laughs> uh, um, if you'd like to share your thoughts and or feedback on this particular episode or any episode for this matter, here are the links to check it out. You can find us on the Words of Art podcast Facebook page. You can also find us on YouTube under the same name and anywhere else you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, share it, retweet it, subscribe, however you choose to share it. Please don't hesitate to do so and to share your thoughts and feedback. So as per usual, stay healthy, stay safe. And again, I'm your host, Dion Sanchez. And until next time, bye.